0: business tech weekly podcast episode number 87 entertaining
1: educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference this is gspn.tv join the community
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Andy Traub. And we're here each and every week to give you the latest and greatest in technology tools, tips, tricks to help you become more profitable, productive, and uh, efficient in all that you do in your online small to medium-sized business. And yeah, all that good stuff. That's
2: good. So uh, Andy, we are back. that's enough. Set that's that's enough. You don't need to give him any more. That, that would be too much and value. We, and we occasionally
0: or, save people's lives.
2: Yes, that would be one or two episodes ago. Exactly, like exactly. once.
0: We, we 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 at one time we did save someone's life uh, who yes. who was yes. supposed to go to the store and instead decided to delay their listen trip to, to the store to listen to us live. I mean, we were so compelling that she could yeah. not break away from the computer. And it's a good thing because there was a shooting with shots fired and people injured at her local grocery store. So yeah. Or was it the bank? That's how we remember. roll. We're here. We're here to help. We're here to distract you from leaving the, your <laughs> computer. That That is our main purpose.
3: You
2: anyway, know what? That anyway. actually, that actually is incredibly accurate. <laughs> it is. It we is. Are. Yeah. Anyway, on, thur- on Thursdays we are. So yes, yeah.
0: So um, let's see. We got a bunch of different things that we're going to talk about here. The first thing I want to point out is, you know, we gave uh, some stinging response about how you and I personally felt about Dropbox, and it seems that some folks out there thought we were just a little bit harsh. But you know what? Uh, I totally respect those who are a little bit more lenient and don't feel as strongly as we do about Dropbox. But I just want to say that I stand by everything that i said and i still feel very strongly with that being said i'm still a dropbox user subscriber and well i'm a free subscriber uh, and i still use dropbox and i have not found i have not worked towards a replacement as of yet and i don't know if i will but Mm -hmm. but i tell you that they're in in my mind they're on notice they're on notice.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great way of saying it, Cliff. I'm in the exact same boat you are. Other than I, as, as people know, if they listen to the show, I'm a paid subscriber to Dropbox. Uh, really love the service and uh, did not quit, but did uh, agree with you on the criticism of how they handled uh, a security breach, basically. Uh, my account was not uh, affected. Um, an account that you were connected with was affected, right, Cliff? Mm-hmm. You got you got notification. Yeah. Um, but I'm still a paid subscriber, and you know, I, they have some they have some things that uh, are more complicated than I'm smart sure enough to understand. But the way they've created their service, I just I follow up on some uh, some tech news uh, about them, and, and and someone communicated here's why we're staying with Dropbox, and apparently, but just because the things in the background of, of how they work, they're just um, they're more robust than these other services. Yeah. Um, so I'm sticking with them. They are on notice. I think. I, I really think I've got to you know draw the line at some point. I just haven't drawn that line yet. Yeah. Um But they they re- I I really think they'll get they'll get their stuff together. Um, but again, it's a, it's a notice to all of us in business. Uh, yeah. This isn't just a Dropbox story. We want it to be a, a business lesson for all of us. Um, if you if you have any mistake, own it. Just own it.
3: That's it, exactly it. It, it. Just, it helps.
2: It helps so, so much. Uh, Just get beyond uh, the issue by apologizing, telling as many people as you can as possible. Uh, So there's, don't leave room for people to worry or to think uh, negatively about your business. Just get out there and say, I'm not perfect. And other people will relate to and appreciate that. That's the lesson to be learned, I think.
0: Yeah, and uh, when it comes down to replacement options and opportunities, uh, for similar functionality, but with other services. Uh, I just want to point out that Tony Riekenberger sent over a another option that we did not discuss, which is box.net. And no. um, I, I it's had a very not, popular one, very popular, but I had not, I did not know that they had syncing. But if you go to box.net slash feature slash box sync, uh, you will see that they actually do have that similar Dropbox style syncing option and stuff like that. But uh, uh, you know, here's the here's the one thing I'm confident in: Dropbox. You know, am I smart enough to know everything I need to know about security and how secure their services is, are and everything like that? No, but there are literally <laughs> there are literally hundreds, if not thousands, of people who are listening to our content uh, who are, are very much more concerned about security than even we are. And not only that, but I know that, you know, with this mix up, they're under a fine microscope from even the biggest security firms that are, you know, looking out to see if there's vulnerabilities. And, And, buddy, I don't care what it is. The slightest slip up of Dropbox, and I'm certain we'll read about it on Mashable. And, and I read everything and right. I, you know, I, I see every headline on Mashable. So I feel confident in continuing to use Dropbox at this, at this point in time without any fear, unless I see something else show up on Mashable or an email or a message posted in our GSPN community forum. So, uh, and I know, right. I know, especially my, our good friend, Steven Cross, if, if he, I know he uses Dropbox and he originally talked about his concern of their service. So I'm, I'm ser- certain that if there's anything else to worry about, I would hear at least from him, if not a bunch of other, those other services. So I, at this point, I'm not actively pursuing a move, but I still stand by with everything I said about how I felt about how yes. I handled it. Hey, Google, absolutely. What's Google people widget not heard about this one. Oh yeah, I have. No, actually,
2: I think that, yeah, we, yeah, talked we about mentioned it. it. Uh, we, we mentioned it and, Um, you know, I like to, I like to revisit these things and, um, you know, we, we had some back and forth and, uh, with a listener over email. And can I just say, Cliff, I love that. I love it when our email, our our listeners reach out and, you know, via email, things like that, Twitter or whatever. It just, I I know people are listening, Cliff, but I just love it when, you know, we get that email from them directly to us or a Twitter message or whatever. And it just, just, that's what keeps me going, uh, with doing these shows, but they, they'd reached out to us, um, I totally lost my train of thought. Dang it. <laughs> was, this the, very was
0: this the one where somebody had said, you know, hey, I signed up for the plus membership, that kind of deal?
2: Yeah, but it was good. And I, it,
0: it, it, anyway, yeah, so, yeah, it ended up good.
2: Sorry. <laughs> anyway, Back, back to the track. So that has completely fell off. Um, but the, the Google people widget uh, is different than reportive. We originally compared it to, Reportive and, and, and now that I see it and one interesting thing is it, it just sort of came on one day like my report was gone and this was on like I was like where's my report if and it, it, this was on instead but it's uh, and I believe you can turn it on in your settings panel of your Gmail but it, it exists in the right side of your um, yeah the people widgets on your settings uh, it exists on the right side of your inbox or actually of a message and it will show uh, things like uh, the last few messages you've had go back and forth with that individual meetings that you have with that person in the future. It will also show uh, the ability to start a chat with them, call them using Google voice or to uh, obviously send them an email, but it's on the sidebar. And then if there's multiple people in that email, it will show those multiple people and you can start a group chat uh, with just a, a few clicks and the, the point I made in our show notes, which I hope folks go to, um, you know, if they have more questions about this stuff, but it's less social and it's more about communication. And by that, I mean, it's not about are you connected to this person via LinkedIn and Twitter and things like that. If that's the case, do report it. But if it's more of a, and, and I think this is more for those who are uh, doing a lot of collaboration, especially if, if someone has Google apps, Within their business or uses Gmail within their business with three, four, five, six, ten, hundred people, uh, that I think this would be a great tool because you can see what's my last four or five messages with this person, and I want to do a quick chat with this person. And you know, Gmail is one of those services where there's a really about four or five different ways to do everything: to archive a message, to you know look up an attachment, so on and so forth. But uh, to have this this widget in the, in the sidebar, I think for a lot of people who aren't worried as much about the social aspect of their online presence or more just about the communication within uh, those in their email circle, I, I can really see a lot of benefit. M- my problem with it right now and why I turned it off and will keep reporting in my sidebar uh, is a larger issue, which is that my Google Voice is not connected with my Google Apps. Somewhere in the transition Um, they broke my connection with my Google voice. So I don't have a Google voice attached to my Google apps address. Um, And so that little icon where it's a phone, it's grayed out. I can't do anything with it. And so that's, if that was working, I'd probably have it there and I'd use it to communicate with people, but it's not there. It doesn't work. So um, I I don't have it on, but I do think it's got a lot of, um, I I think it's really helpful. So I, I would encourage folks to go to our show notes and check it out. L.A. Times has a nice review of it, and then a, a blog uh, from Google about uh, um, you know, what what features it offers. So,
0: all right, well, uh, so I like it. Before we move on, I'm in my settings on my mail. I'm in Google Apps, and where mm-hmm. what tab is People Widget under?
2: It should be on General, and about boy, maybe halfway down, below your My Picture. You've got contact pictures, and then it should say People Widget.
0: Yep. Yeah, nope. Sorry. Yep. Thank you. Google
2: is very consistent in one way. Yeah. They're incredibly inconsistent. Yeah. That's their consistent thing.
0: I still have so, no people widget. And this yes. is, I, I think they purposely do this for me. They, they, they're like, yeah, we're not going to give it to Cliff.
2: We're going to give Cliff something to talk about on the show. You know, maybe it's a slow.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so no people widget for me. So yeah, I, I've got my picture and then it's got contacts pictures um. Let's see here. Create contacts for autocomplete. complete. Yep. Right. Right in between there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not. Not here. No people widget. Oh well. Sorry, I like. I, I want to. I do want to give even a, a another update on uh, Reportive and tell you that it has yeah. been very good for me because of a couple things. Good. Uh, Reportive, you know, obviously now when I'm, you know, I get somebody who says, "Hey, I'm inquiring about your podcasting A to Z course. I'm really enjoying, you know, such and such," and I. I love your website and stuff like this and and immediately I see their Twitter uh, ID and and I'll go in and decide whether or not there's somebody I want to follow actively on Twitter. I, I you know, if I if they have a Facebook or a LinkedIn, I automatically go ahead and request those and so, you know, I'm building those connections with those people, you know, on a on a much faster basis than I had in the past. Yeah, and, and so much. it's really helped. And there was one experience that I had where I got an email from uh, one of my listeners and I she had written and 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 shared something and then of course I looked over in her Twitter feed and just that day she said that she's waiting back for results on her biopsy and I'm like oh, oh wow you know and I didn't know anything about this and and so I replied and you know in my email response to her I included it was like hey I saw on Twitter that that you're waiting for a response I you know I, I don't I hadn't been Following, him, but closely. But what's going on is, you know, I'd, I'd love to pray for you and stuff like that. And it really allowed me to connect on a much deeper level than what I would have, you know, with just the email that she sent. And so, reportive mm-hmm. is very nice. I like it.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of the services that a while ago it was it was nice. It was it sort of showed, you know. I think it I think it just showed Twitter. I mean, it just. My point is that it's really developed. They continue to really focus on it. And um, they just, every step that they come out with, you go, oh, oh, that's a really good decision versus, you know, oh, it's not really necessary. You know, they, re- they really have refined it very well. So, so you're again, saying, only for Gmail users. So.
0: so you're saying though, if you use People Widget, you can't use Reportive. You can't use both.
2: Yeah, it bumps out your Reportive. It's in the same spot.
0: Okay, so I, I don't think that I'll use People Widget because I've come to really enjoy and use uh, Reportive quite often.
2: Right. All right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Hey,
0: hey, I want to just add a little note in here, and if you wouldn't mind just putting a, a little link uh, or just a little note, I'll put it in actually in just a second. Okay. It's uh, SMS episode number 97. So go to socialmediaserenity.com episode 97 and i'm i'm not going to go into huge detail here but it's why i fell in love with buffer app
2: now mm, yeah, you mentioned that I'm like going tweet
0: yeah uh so what basically you can go to buffer app B-U-F-F-E-R-A-P-P.com, Buffer app, and it is a tool that allows you to uh, select certain times of the day that you would like to send out pre-written tweets. And basically, you can just send a queue of 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 tweets to this buffer and add it, and it will take the most recent tweet from the top of that list and send it out at the next scheduled time that you've already pre-selected. So rather than typing in individual messages and then tweeting, you know, scheduling future release of that mm-hmm. at a certain day and certain time per tweet, well you've already chosen that, hey, if there's something in the queue, this is the time. And so at so at 855, it says, hey, is there anything in the queue? Oh yeah, there is. I'll take this one off the top and send that out to your Twitter messages to followers. And then at 11.55 is my next one. Is there anything there? Oh, no, no, nothing in the queue. So I'm not going to send out anything on your behalf, but it mm-hmm. just keeps, it's kind of like a Pez dispenser for Twitter. I like it. Yeah.
2: So if you have, so let's just say, do you set four or five times?
0: I set it for, uh, I, I, and, I per, right now I have it set for three, uh, 8.55, uh-huh. which is five minutes before people let's, on the East coast go to work. 11.55, five minutes before they go to lunch. And, uh four fifty five five minutes before they leave work.
2: And so is that only gonna send out three messages a day?
0: Yeah, right now it's okay. all it sends okay. out. But I can personally, okay. you know, send personalized you know tweets that weren't pre designed and and stuff throughout the day to kind of add, you know, more of the, you know, balanced personal me sharing kind of flair. And stuff like that. And and because right now I only have three, I know exactly what times they go out. I purposely don't tweet right around nine o'clock, 12 o'clock and five o'clock because I know that right. a scheduled tweet will go out. And I don't want to, you know, like within five minutes of each other, send those messages. Mm-hmm. But um, makes sense. Yeah, so and and so it it I I went through, I mean, trust me, there's so much more to love about the service and why how I came to love it and why I love it as much as I do, and I share all of that in great detail like 15-20 minutes worth uh, at uh, socialmediaserenity.com, episode number 97, and anybody listening to Business Tech Weekly who uses twiz- Twitter, you definitely should check out that episode and, and listen to mm-hmm. more detail about why I... I mean, by the way, they have a free service that would work for probably nine out of every 10 people with no problem at all. And I went ahead and signed up for the paid service and, and I'm loving BufferApp.com. Sweet. good. Cool. Uh,
2: it's, it's It's another... It's a progression, I think, of just getting control as social media is about. Just getting control of uh, just massive amounts of information that that we want to send out and that we're also receiving. So good call, man.
0: Mm -hmm. Very cool. Um, Let's see here. Gmail's new look, Uh, minimal, and you can choose it now. So tell us about this one.
2: So Gmail for those, and this is good for Google Apps as well as just normal Gmail users. But if you go to settings, you can choose themes all right but before i assume that wait wait a second why don't you go go, to settings i'm
0: going (laughs) to settings and you tell me where themes is and if you tell me it's a tab i'm gonna far (laughs) is it a tab
2: at the far right at the
0: top uh i see no themes (laughs) i got is it like close to multiple inboxes or anything yeah Yeah. should be at the end yeah, so it goes gadgets, priorities. Do you want to take off for a couple minutes and I'll just talk about stuff that's what? not
2: in your Gmail. Yeah, why
0: don't you talk about <laughs> things that they don't give close? Go get a smoke
2: and when you get back. <laughs> All right, so tell tell I, that's, me about that's this. astonishing to me. I have You've no never themes. had themes on your Gmail. I've ever. never had themes. All right, well, while I'm doing this, go over to your regular Gmail and just see if it's there just so you can send some, oh, some idea to what I'm up talking another about.
0: Another browser? Oh, goodness. Yes, right. you do. Go yes, ahead. Do, Keep talking. I'll go load up in Gmail in another browser. I hate
2: <laughs> so, Gmail. themes. Uh, so, it's <laughs> a love hate for sure. Themes are just pretty simple, obviously. You can have different background themes. Some of them are actually active themes. For instance, there's one that has mountains. And depending on the time of day, the background will look like sunrise or noon or evening, so on and so forth. Uh, but uh, Gmail is uh, offering a new theme and I think it's going to be their default, but you can go now actually and choose it to to sort of give it a trial run. And if you go to settings and then themes, uh, it's called preview or preview dense are the names of the two themes. And they're very minimal, a lot of white space with some gray. And uh, I think it fits in with the new Google search uh, result where it's got that top bar. Uh, so I'm trying it for a while. It's very minimal, very uh, Apple-ish in my opinion. I it, it might be too white for me, um, mm-hmm. but something that you might want to check out if you feel like your email is a little bit too busy. Um, if you don't have good labels on your emails, it's going to look like a lot of text and not not a lot of division in there. So you may... Um, you may, may not like the theme a whole lot if you don't have a lot of labels that you add to your emails. But is it the um, one that says I'm going to give preview, it a trial
0: run. The theme, is, there's preview yep. dense and preview. Yeah. Which one I do use you I use preview dense. dense. All right. So pre- I preview dense. All right. I'm clicking on it now in Gmail.
2: And we'll have a link in the show notes to uh, the Gmail blog. And it's got a preview. Yeah, um, that's a it, lot of white. It should. It, it is a lot of white
0: uh how kind of how impressed. how is that different than what i currently have let me look oh yeah the the other one has like kind of uh colored why why is that got so much color in it that doesn't make sense for <laughs> it so much because oh, no, 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 uh, it's if i've read it then it kind of grays it in a little bit or blues it right. in a little bit whereas this mm-hmm. one is uh uh, this one wipes it
2: out if you've read it, and grays it if you haven't. So, yeah. not a, not a, you must do it. It's more of a
0: uh, I, they're optional not gonna, They're not going to uh, eventually make people go to this, are they?
2: I, well, as as I'm reading here, um, it says that um, embarking a series of interface updates to help you strip out unnecessary clutter. So. Um, yeah, and it says it's a Google-wide effort, so I was right. Where it's 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 part of their overall effort to kind of clean up uh, their their pages. Um, so it's it says we're kicking off with two new themes for you to try out as a sort of sneak peek as what we're up to. So I think that uh, it'll expand um, mm-hmm. to you know be a default, but uh, I you know if you have that themes tab which um, you don't. But uh, if you have that themes tab, then you know, obviously you can choose other ones. And my usual theme of choice for those who care is pebbles. I like pebbles. So, or Wait,
0: mountains. I wonder if there's some kind of setting that, because I remember there being, I'm going to click on manage this domain on my Google apps because I remember there being something that says, listen, you know, sh- show me the new stuff. And I remember choosing it. And huh. why am I not getting this? I have I converted over to their new platform, James like and they Gmail,
2: want. Google Apps help.
0: Um, so I'm I'm signed in. I'm I'm clicking on to manage my domain. So now I man, I'm man.
2: not have themes for a long time, but it should now.
0: Uh support domain settings, organizer groups, advanced tools. I mean, I, I don't know where that was, but I remember telling him, say, listen, I wouldn't mind checking out new things. Sit, you know, throw it my way and uh, yeah, nothing. I I don't know where it's at. <sighs> anyway, you know, I, supposedly. I, did, you clear your, did you clear your cookies out very much? No, never. Your browser. I never clear my cookies. I hate clearing. My that's, cookies. A, that's a suggestion hmm so you so you think if i clear my cookies sorry it might work. well that's and something someone had mentioned so yeah but i'm a big
2: fan it, it uh i like i like themes in general so
0: hmm. all righty anyway so sorry you're left out of the club again again i have no themes i have no people widget i have none of the cool stuff all the cool people like andy traub has Got nothing Got nothing sorry all right. I'll uh,
2: give you my login if you want to look at in my inbox sometime. That's I'll send right. you some screenshots.
0: All right. So anyway, uh, what else do we have on the list here?
2: Well, this one is the one you sent me about pay with a tweet.
0: Yeah. So this is something that I think that you might be interested in. It, it's something that, that uh, we talked a little bit about on Social Media Serenity, but it's something that really, um, y- you know, with your free webinars that you've been doing, that you had been mm-hmm. doing, um, I don't know if mm-hmm. you're still doing those or not, but you know, instead of giving them away for free, why not instead uh, have people register by paying with a tweet or, and it also is, or Facebook, you know, or Facebook status update. And the, and let me play the audio. Cause I think the audio here, it's only a minute and 39 seconds. Listen to this. Yeah. So yep. here
3: it comes. Pay with a tweet lets people sell and buy stuff online with just the value of their social network. Here's how it works. If you want to sell your song, book, movie, coupon, or whatever, just fill out the form and embed your personal pay with a tweet button into your website. People then simply click on the pay with a tweet button, log onto their Twitter or Facebook account, tweet or post about the product, and are then able to download the file. When someone pays with a tweet or posts to Facebook, it reaches all their followers and friends, leading to more people paying with a tweet. Pay with a tweet launched in the summer of 2010 with the release of Innovative Thunder's book. Just three days later, their server crashed twice due to the 13,000 plus downloads of the book. The book became the third most trending topic on Twitter worldwide, and that was during the World Cup. To date, people have downloaded over 170,000 copies of the book with more than 350,000 visitors to the site without any paid media. And it's become a hit for others, music artists, authors, and directors are using it. And big brands like Greenpeace, Microsoft, and Brazilian superstar Luan Santana. To date, over 10,000 pay with a tweet buttons have led to 400,000 people paying for something with a tweet in just six months. What at first was a campaign for Innovative Thunder's book became the world's first social payment system. In turn, helping thousands of creatives and companies all over the world to spread their goods for free. Well, not really for free but for the price of a tweet.
0: What do you think about that, Andy Traub?
2: You know, I, I like it, and I, and I had to listen to it the second time to kind of get my head around it. But when they say pay with a the tweet, they literally mean that the tweet is the currency. Yeah. And again, I, and someone, maybe someone else got this right away, but I was kind of like, so where's the financial transaction come in? And it doesn't, but it's a way to, it's, I will pay you a tweet uh, for the product. Yeah. And so, really, what you're what you're paying what you're paying for is uh, you're paying for sharing. You're not you're not paying financially, obviously. So, yeah, it, yeah the whole um, I, I think it's a, it's a filter. It's what it is. It's 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 an it's a, you have to jump through this hoop, and I don't mean that in a negative way. It, it you have to jump through this hoop in order to um, get this product, and it might be maybe it was a dollar, maybe it was an email address, but now it's a tweet. Yeah. and they're just setting that up. So I like it. I like I like that someone's created a system. Um for this.
0: Yeah, it's I'm kind of like what the e- it's monetization like monetization plan is. Yeah, it's it's like e junkie. Instead of e junkie where you're saying, hey, it, in exchange for a couple of dollars or whatever the case may be, and then all of a sudden once you've mm-hmm. com- completed that payment process, here's your here's your item where you can now download it. Now it it's it's basically it's a shopping cart functionality for social currency. Right. Yeah. So I, right, I mean, I think this is amazing for things that you want to give away for free, but at the same time, you hope that people would be willing to tell other people about. The only thing I don't like about this is it encourages people to share before they've actually had a chance to try your product. I don't like that. Yes. So it's saying, Hey,
2: go get this. Uh, I haven't seen it, but Hey, go get this. Right. Yep. Yep. it's like that um, like that service where you have to tell three people before they let you into the service
0: yes it feels very much like that yeah. now, now the thing is though if and this is why I think it would work for somebody like you and maybe somebody like myself where people have tasted you know the the kind of style of of teaching and products mm-hmm. that we have and those people who have already used our services and have already seen our stuff would be more willing to to do this but but then i i, I guess maybe and, and this is all just now occurring to me as as we're talking about this but let's just say andy okay you're very comfortable with buying my products and you know my products are good and you have no it's like no matter what it is if if it's if i say this is something that's valuable you're willing to pay that pay for that with a tweet and so that sends it out to all of your followers but all of your followers who know you who you are but don't have any clue who i am and now I'll, i'm asking them to just trust me buy this ebook with your tweet i promise you this ebook's good with they have no idea who i am which is the chance then yeah but they
2: know but i think we're it's I think where it stays pure and I think that's what we're looking for is that, um, it's, it's, it's if, like, for instance, let's just keep it to you and I, if you use this service and I saw that you got a book, mm-hmm. even though you haven't read it, I'm going to assume that you trust that person. It's that it's a transferable trust. You know what I mean? It's, it's not completely true, like hundred percent of the time, but I would say, well, Cliff's a pretty discerning guy. He's not going to go just downloading junk right and left. So if he downloaded it from this person, he probably thinks they're pretty good. Yeah. And the bottom line is it only costs you a tweet, <laughs> you know, it's, well, uh, it's whoa, uh, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, ah, I'm going to really stop you there. I'm going to stop you there because you, you're going to be, you're, you you do not want to get, you want to burn no, the
2: social bridge. Is that what you're thinking? I
0: do not like what you just said. It only costs you a tweet. See, see, this is where I, I, I there are certain circumstances I'm to delete the tweet real quick. What's what'd you say? <laughs> I didn't hear you. So then, so then you can go delete the tweet real quick. Oh yeah. Well, no, actually. <laughs> I, so here's the situation. I, there are times when probably I'd rather spend $19 and 99 cents and buy your book before I would actually tweet it out versus saying, you know, Hey, check this out to the several thousand people that follow me because mm-hmm. I, social currency sometimes I think is a great deal more valuable than, than, than the American dollar.
2: Did you see that LinkedIn, I think this ties in good with this topic, LinkedIn this week um, closed their connectivity, or API, I think it's called, to a couple different services because people were logging into LinkedIn and using all their LinkedIn contacts to invite them to another service. Oh, that
0: was Facebook. You know what I'm did, talking about? Facebook did that to people who were extracting uh Google contact or extracting Facebook contents to put them into their Google contacts for Google plus.
2: Right. But the, the other, the other one was, this was the branch out, which is supposed to be another. Okay. Um, it, it was supposed to be another. Um, it's a business directory. Uh, okay. So people were going to, people were going to, uh, this one business directory to pull people. To other. It, it was like whatever that other service we talked about uh, a few weeks ago where we got invited to be a part of it. And it was
0: all oh, that referral it was like a key generation. Or something. Thing. Yeah.
2: Right. Right. Um, so anyway, it, it reminds me of you, you do have to control, um, you do have to control your social currency. So, yeah. um, yeah. I, I think you're right to bring caution to what I said, that it only costs you a tweet. There is social capital involved. Um, but maybe you could say with caution, <laughs> I just got this book, you know, I, I wonder, I haven't done it yet. Uh, I wonder how much work it is to, um, uh, you know, or I should say, if you can customize your tweet, does that right. makes sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Y- y- yeah. You, if, as long as you can customize your tweet and say, Hey, I'm getting ready to, I'm checking this out. You know, it, it, it really does sound, you know, what is, what is the tweet that I'm paying with? And, and I think that that's where you can keep it pure. But um, because I, I think just saying, hey, you know, I just bought this, you know, or I just got this, check it out. You know, I, I don't know that I'm willing to, to do that. Hey, real quick, do you mind if I do this? Um, Bob and I think this is Bob Jordan in our chat room he says, Cliff, this is what you're looking for uh, to have new services enabled. Uh, go to your Google Apps mail, which I've done, and then click on manage this domain, which I've just done. And then he says, click on advanced tools, which I've just now doing. Then he says, click on domain settings. All right. So I'm looking for domain settings. Now I've got it. Actually, wait a second. Advanced tools and domain settings are, are two different tabs. Actually, let me go back to advanced tools and see if there's a uh, domain settings. No. So actually, domain settings is its own tab on mine. So I'm going to click on domain settings and then scroll down to new services and pre-release features, which is under domain settings. So I do have it here yeah. and this is what I have chat check, checked. It says automatically add new services when they become available. It's already checked. Enable Uh-oh. scheduled releases. <laughs> it's already checked. And, uh, let's see here. Select this option to introduce new features to your users, regular weekly schedule. Um, Oh, wait, and enable scheduled weekly. This option is for customers with complex IT environments who want to familiarize themselves with new functionality trained staff. I don't
2: have that one checked.
0: That's probably what I have messed up. So I'm unchecking enable scheduled releases. All right. Uh, Then control panel, current version or next generation. And current... Control panel features are available in many languages. New control panel features will be available to you a little earlier with the current than the current with the current version. So I already have the new next you have generation. The next generation. Yep. Congratulations. So, Welcome
2: to the next generation.
0: So I'm unchecking. You oh, you're good. Yeah. I'm going to click save. And all I did was unchecked enable scheduled releases. Uh, and so there, I've saved it. And now, what I'm going to do is go back to. Uh, I'm going to refresh my Google Mail, reloading it. It's taking a second. A whole new world. I know. I know. What is that? What's that? Uh, is that Aladdin? Yeah, it's I a think whole so. New
2: world.
0: And now I'm going to click on. Oh, dude. <laughs> Check this out, and that's going to it's end the show today, everybody. Thanks for coming back quickly. <laughs> uh, Cliff will be. Dude, what does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait a second! I, don't, I still don't have <laughs> themes. Crap.
2: Oh, it'll. It'll maybe it'll come. But
0: eventually. look, I, I do have. Sorry. I do have. A, a, now, <laughs> when I click the settings, it says pre- preview Gmail's new look. Uh, but now this might be the place where I need to actually clear my cache or close my browser or something. So sorry. Uh. Anyway, hold on. Let, let me log in with Safari, Some someplace where I don't care if I, uh, let's see, go to google.com. Yeah. So, is, is there something else while I'm pulling this up?
2: Yeah, you know, there's a, we've talked about this a couple of different times, different applications and uh, tent blogger, actually, um, John Sidington is a guy I interviewed in my latest uh, episode of uh, Lynchpin podcast. Uh, he has a great write up on all of these, but We talked about Omrider, and a lot of our listeners have adopted Omrider and actually paid for it on the paid version, which I encourage you to do to support that product. It's O-M-M-Rider. And there's another one, uh, another service is called QuietWrite, W-R-I-T-E, quietwrite.com. And the difference with this one is it's browser-based. So maybe if you have a computer and have as much control over for downloading, things like that, Uh, you can go to QuietWrite, and then uh, you can just click to write. And, and you can log in, but it just creates a place for you to, uh, to write content. You can export right to WordPress. Um, so it's, uh, it does, it does have the option to edit on iPad, but just want to share that with folks because I, I really have found a great benefit from, um, having a, a separate place to create versus the email versus all those different uh, places and even Microsoft Word or whatever your, uh, or Google documents wherever you're writing your content, I, I found Ohmrider to be mine, um, mine of choice. But uh, PureType is another one uh, that's a good uh, app. I don't think it has a desktop application, but uh, PureType for the iPad and um, uh, iPhone and such is a just completely clutter-free uh, location for you to go in and, and just create content. And it's been, it's been a big help to me and it's helped me be more consistent in writing Uh, And frankly, this one I have just not just business ideas, but I want to just write uh, without distraction. uh, I find it to be pretty helpful. So if you have other ones that you've used or you've used them as a listener and you found them to be helpful, uh, then then do call and and let us know that. One other quick thing on Ohmrider, Cliff, I don't know if you knew about this or not, but at the bottom of Ohmrider, as you're typing, it'll show a word count, which I really like. I didn't notice it before, but you know they, they say most blog posts should be at least 300 words or no more than 300. Maybe is the is the the term or rule. And um, anyway, it just helps me kind of figure out if I'm going long and uh, what's the length of my of my uh, my text. So, uh, but again, I'm a huge fan of Omrider and if you have a chance to check it out, they have it on PC and Mac. And I just think it's it, some of the settings are just flat out goofy, but a lot of them are really great yeah. and definitely help me be more, be more productive.
0: Right. Very cool. And what's that one called again? The browser based one? Uh, quiet right. Dot com. Quiet. And it's not quiet riot. Dot com. It's quiet. <laughs> no, right. Quiet. W R I T
2: E. Yeah.
0: Awesome. So. All right. So basically I got all excited because when I clicked my settings, all of a sudden it says mail settings, mail help, and it says preview Gmail's new look. Uh, and so I thought as soon as it did not say preview Gmail's new look before I did that, and now it did, and but it turns out I still have no people widget under General tab, and there still is no Themes tab. And I actually clicked on, uh, I clicked on Preview Gmail's new theme, and um, it, then it says what's new here, and there's a link right there to your Themes tab. So kind of even though it may not be showing, so I clicked on it, it takes me to mail, you know, mail.google.com/mail/#settings/themes. And it immediately bumps me back to the general tab. <laughs> so I still don't have it. Sorry, buddy. Bob's curious if it, it basically, if maybe they takes time to propagate once you change that setting. So I don't know. Yeah, I, maybe. Here I got all excited for nothing. I still have it. I still don't have it. But anyway. Double rainbow just went away. Yeah, no double rainbow. It was is totally just a single rainbow and it was only three colors. So... <laughs> <laughs> it really stinks anyway but it, ungrateful for, rainbow watcher <laughs> i know i know uh i was just looking at it cross-eyed um anyway go to manage your domain domain settings and at least if you got enable scheduled releases go in and uncheck that and and hopefully maybe by next week I'm, i might have some new features
2: that's right. right that's right.
0: right or or by golly where do i go to schedule them You know, maybe I need to go in and turn those features on now. Does anybody know where we need to do that? Yeah, you know, and check this out. Recommended. all those are apps, advanced tools, domain settings. I'm wondering. Anyway, well, we'll play with it some other time when I have more time, which means that it'll be next week on Business Tech Weekly. Anything else, Andy?
2: Yeah, one more is for those who do have Google apps as we're on this topic, you know, I, I... I do not have the depth of knowledge uh, that uh, many others do when it comes to Google Apps for your small business and in, in relation to security. And so uh, I, I knew some of these things. We have a link, and it's five things that you need to know about the security of Google Apps. Some of them I knew about, frankly. It's, yeah, I knew that, duh, duh, duh. But uh, a lot of them I, I didn't. And so for those who are looking at a switch, even within their small business, um, Uh, maybe from uh, a different option they're on now to Google Apps. It's just a really good uh, list of uh, security concerns and uh, just topics uh, to know about if you're going to use Google Apps.
0: This is a very short post. Do you mind if we go through them real quick here? The five things we should know. Uh, Number one, sharing permissions are in the hands of the user. It says the Google Docs model delegates control and responsibility to the users themselves. It's up to the end users rather than IT to determine with whom data is shared. So information can potentially be available to the wrong people or groups within a company, external people outside the domain, or the public internet. So basically it just means that if you have a spreadsheet that has all your business, you know, income, outgoing expenses and and that spreadsheet has contact phone numbers that you would normally want left, you know, private and stuff like that. if if you're using Google apps for that spreadsheet, any of your users in Google apps that has access to that can then share that with anybody they want to. Uh, You don't, Mm -hmm. you know, you personally don't maintain that. Of course you can, as you know, the owner of that spreadsheet, share it with other people in your organization and say they can only modify the document, but they don't have the ability to share it. So I, I think that I could argue that there's a little bit more control for the person who creates yeah. the documents. But if somebody else is creating the document and creating that spreadsheet, then they do have control. You can't keep them from sharing something they created. And so I would agree with that.
2: Yeah. And you know, I'm in I'm in the settings tab of my managing my domain. You can go to docs and it says outside this organization, select the highest level of sharing you want to allow for your users. Users cannot share documents outside the organization or users can't share documents outside the organization. So um, I, I'm seeing that as an option, but I, I want to say that it asks me individually. So I don't know if this, this is maybe inaccurate. Um, and Cliff, I don't know if you want to check on yours, but this is a huge thing because again, if you say, hey, keep this within, keep this within the, the company, what's to keep so-and-so from um, you know going and sharing it outside of? Um, so there's other ways around that but uh, you know I would just say research it on yourself uh, your own and test it out but yeah. it looks to me like as a, as a domain manager that I can, I can control that but definitely something to, um, to, to know more about the next one is data location the Google Apps information is created by users and resides in their individual accounts versus a central location if the account is deleted so is all their data um, and so that is true. If you delete my account, you're going to get rid of all of my Google Docs and so on and so forth. Uh, one thing to think about, though, is you if you if I go to delete a document and I share it with you, it will ask if I want to basically give you control of the document. So I leave, but you can really you can keep it.
0: That's yeah. hot. I didn't know that. I've done, I've done because, that in the past. because when my when Andrea left as my VA, um, I went in and deleted her account and. Or no, Mm -hmm. no, Mm -hmm. I I think the contemporary VA deleted her account and there were some files that she had created on her contemporary VA. And I don't think it gave the ability for them to share it. And they they basically said, these are shared, you know, and and I I think they said, hey, you might want to, you know, grab a copy of that or make a copy of that or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, What I've done in this Mm -hmm. scenario is, is when my assistant is creating stuff for me on my behalf... I asked her to actually create all those as she signed in as me so that I am the owner mm. on all documents and and so that's how I worked around that scenario otherwise gotcha. just just don't delete old accounts and instead you know you can you can uh you know rename them and and do some other things so that and, and change passwords but uh i I personally if you're if you've got an account that's created a ton of documents, you might want to find some way to just keep that account active. Uh, so that it doesn't delete those things. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yep. All right. All
2: right. Uh, the third one is access privileges. Um, and and it, it's really about who has access to the data. And I think that can be controlled through sharing. I mean, I can see how how many other people are, sh- are sharing the document that I have. Um, so it talks about auditing and compliance requirements, things like that. But I, I think the sharing, as far as I know, I mean, yes, you could share it with someone that you're not supposed to share it with, but then I would see that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I, I think that there's there's decent controls over access. Yeah. Um, Number four is data data leakage. leakage says yeah. Com-
0: company, why don't you do this one? Yeah, companies using Google Docs must be able to inspect their data uh, and be alerted when action is needed. For example, let's say that a company has a top secret project called Project Monkey Feet. <laughs> that they only want approved personnel to know about. They should be alerted anytime time uh, the term is used in Google Doc and change access permissions as necessary. This helps prevent, protect data from both internal and external threats. Google Apps does not currently have this functionality baked in. So, okay, so they're, they're saying that, you know, it, that there's nothing to prevent certain terms and, you know, to keep track of what's being shared outside I, I, I don't get right. all that but that's not something that I personally am worried <laughs> yeah, about. again
2: that's an example of above my head you yeah. know it's like okay yeah. I don't have a lot of top secret stuff but I guess okay sorry the, big,
0: the next one's a big uh, and one it,
2: yeah huge in addition to protecting their data companies need to be able to retain records migrate data and back it up without losing anything since controls are in the hands of the users businesses need to protect themselves and users from erroneous and malicious deletions caused by human error this is a much higher risk than an employee will unknown there is a much higher risk that an employee will unknowingly delete a document or an admin will delete a user along with all the data they own than uh, of a Google Doc system disruption or failure so they're saying it's much more likely that a human error might happen but it could happen and it, it, they're saying there's no way to pull that information back out An example of that would be with Dropbox I had a, I deleted a, a file a video file and someone came to me, Two months later, and said, "Do you have that file?" And I said, "No, I don't." But actually, I did because Dropbox had kept a copy of it. You know, from you know they keep your deletions for I don't know how long they keep them, but they kept mine. Yeah. So I was able to go back and get that. I think what they're saying is you you could delete something and it's gone, right? Yep.
0: Because yeah. it didn't
2: exist anywhere other than in that cloud.
0: Yeah. So here's the deal. The other day, I went in and um, uh, I saw somebody wanted. You know, they said, "Hey, I just." you know, my Heil C clamp broke. I, I torqued it too, a little too tight. And for some reason, you know, it, it, it just busted. I, I I put way too much pressure on it. Um, I, I thought it could handle a little bit more than it did. And it was an order that was placed just under a year ago. And I did not, mm-hmm. I went to pull up the Google spreadsheet just to confirm the date of it. Um, and I got the date of the post but the link to my Google spreadsheet was gone and it was one that Andrea created And it was on her account mm-hmm. and it was it was created you know in in her CVA account which was deleted by them so it wasn't accessible but the thing is because I had it was shared with me I actually had a backup of it, of it because I had access to it at the time and what I do mm-hmm. is every Monday I have my assistant go into Google Docs and download zip up and download an entire backup of my documents every week so every right, every, about every Google yeah. doc every Google spreadsheet everything is backed up once a week and and I take that and believe it or not and I throw it into uh, my documents folder uh, which is right here and then it's in backups and then I I go in and then I have this folder called um, Google Docs backup and I've got I, I just basically go back to the time and date. Uh, of when it would have been in there, I unzip that file, and then I can actually just do a quick search right in and pull up that file that I was looking for, and, and boom, it's it's right there. So, uh, yeah, I, I love I love going gotcha. in and backing these things up. This is something that was a very big concern of mine. And using Google Docs as much as I do, I want to make sure that I always have a backup of, the, of these docs. So, mm-hmm. again, that's something that happens every Monday morning, my assistant goes in and and tells it to to back up every single file, save the the doc, Google Docs as you know DOC files, save all the spreadsheets as XLS files, and uh, all the anything. Of course, those are really the only ones I care about. But uh, it it backs all of them up, puts them into a zip file, and it emails me when uh, a link to the zip file once it's ready. I click on that and boom, it immediately downloads the zip file and I file it away in my backup folder, which of course is then backed up to uh, my time machine, which is also backed up to backblaze up in the sky. And so I feel pretty good about that.
2: Yes, you should. You have your bases covered on three different fields. Yep.
0: Anyway, well, Andy, uh, I I think that covers everything we had in our show notes. Isn't that's it? all the tips I got, man. I don't know if you got more, but uh,
2: my my Evernote is now empty of tips. So,
0: very cool. That's what we got. Well, I am going to play this music right here, which means we oh. have three minutes and thirty seconds. No, to we kind didn't of sh- play.
2: We didn't play Tom.
0: Oh, Tom! Wait, freeze! Hold freeze. on! Hold on! I thought like we
2: skipped the best part of the show. Yeah, we
0: can't. We can't do that. <laughs> which is not us. Hold surprise! On. Surprise! Yeah. So yes, please bring in Tom here. Wait. All right, Uh, Tom, take it away, my friend.
1: Hey, Cliff and Andy, this is Tom Schwab in Kalamazoo, Michigan, calling for Business Tech Weekly. And I was reminded of you this morning as I was working on a uh, checklist and an email for one of our new employees that's starting tomorrow. It uh, just struck me how many things that we're using in our business uh, day-to-day for everybody that uh, I've uh, gotten from uh, Business Tech Weekly over this last year. Um, You know, First, we've got all of our emails going through Google Apps, which I found out about. Through you guys, um, all of us have become experts after watching Andy's uh, free tutorial there on uh, Google uh, Mail. So. Told her about that and then got her set up with LastPass, uh, which is how we uh, share all of our um, passwords throughout the company. Of course, uh, went and uh, did the invite to Dropbox, so not only that uh, she would get some more um, uh, free use of Dropbox, but also uh, ups my uh, use of Dropbox. And then finally, um, how we all use Tungle together to see uh, what hours people are going to be there and to schedule appointments, things like that. So all great tools. I just wanted to thank you guys for uh, uh, reviewing them and uh, um, know that they really make a difference in businesses out here. Thanks again. This is Tom Schwab with Goodbye Crutches in Kalamazoo, Michigan.
0: Awesome stuff, man. The stuff we share is really helping businesses around the world. Isn't that awesome to know, Andy? You
2: know, it is awesome to know, which is a perfect lead-in to I would love to know more. Uh, I don't care if you own a business or not. We... Um, I live and breathe on encouragement and just knowing that we're helping so if nothing else take mercy on me call in and say you guys I listen and at least 5% of it is useful and I use that 5% that would make my day so uh, we do love that we have so many listeners and we love it when you uh, give us feedback good and bad we can take it we're big boys so um, Cliff, what's ba- that number s- again
0: s- send the bad stuff to andy at andytribe.com <laughs> That's right. And send the good stuff to both of us. Now, seriously, the phone number is 859-795-4067. Again, the phone number 859-795-4067. Now, some of you are more technically savvy and you have uh, Android or iPhones or or other devices that have the ability to record audio into a little audio file that you can attach to an email. If you attach an email to feedback at gspn.tv... It goes straight into a folder in my inbox that has nothing but audio files for feedback for, f- for shows. So uh, you can attach an audio file to feedback at gspn.tv. And, of course, if our show is beneficial to you and you want to support the content and community of gspn.tv, make sure that we're here week after week. Uh, you can do so by becoming a gspn.tv Plus member. You can find out more information about that at gspn.tv slash plus. For the longest time, the suggested donation has been $10. It still is per month. uh, But you can actually become a Plus member for as little as $3 a month. So again, gspn.tv slash Plus. Of course, we know that as businesses, we are buying new things on Amazon a lot. And if you're going to make a purchase at Amazon, head over to gspn.tv. Click on the logo for Amazon first. And anything you buy within the next 12 to 24 hours will uh, get credited to us as well. Andy, until next week, we encourage people to what?
2: Join the community.